Welcome back to another fun day at camp. This evening, the Retro Club will be showing the great outdoors and the rec hall. And don't forget to stay over after dinner tonight in the mess hall to watch Camp Counselor John try to take on the old 96er. Yo, these knives aren't big enough. I need a machete or something. Hello and welcome to the Retro Club. We're your hosts, Megan. And John. I'm still John. It's another week in the summertime where we're, I don't know, relaxing, kind of. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) I wanted to say something funny, but uh, it didn't happen. It's okay. (laughs) Summertime's the right time? Sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little better than what I tried to say, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but we're still running with our summer theme, which, ah, man, I didn't lose anything. We're good. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, which we did get our summer intro that we wanted. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, what we did there and the ending. So thanks Kelsey for putting in work on that one. (laughs) Yeah. She did a good job. She put on a few man hours. Yeah. (laughs) Those few being like 10 minutes. Man, it takes a little <laughs> bit longer than that. <laughs> Sorry. Twelve All right. Months. Okay. Uh, what happened this past week? What What did we? What's going on? I I went out of town. Yeah, I really just stayed with Jordan. Took care of her. Mm-hmm. There wasn't too much that went on. I was uh, working on stuff for my other podcast. I I won't like. Spend any because I don't want to spoil it for people who listen to both, but I did travel out of town to go see a haunted place. Yeah, so I just watched up. scary movies. Yeah. Oh, we rewatched uh, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, and it was, it was still a good movie. I mean, it's weird to watch it now because so many other movies have copied it. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back and seeing, I'm like, Ugh, everybody's done that, and then I realized they were kind of the first to yeah. do it in some ways. So I always take that in consideration when I go and revisit a movie. Mm-hmm. That's why when people tell me like movies like Halloween are boring, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're stupid. <laughs> and Paranormal Activity, I didn't realize it actually first premiered really in 2007, but didn't have mm-hmm. its big premiere until 2009 when we saw it. It feels earlier than that because I think I saw it in 2007. No, it said it was only select places in 07 and then it came out like for real in 09. Mm. I, don't so, I don't think it was here but yeah it's still a good movie we're on like a horror movie kick again watching a lot of horror movies a lot of a lot of stuff getting ready to happen so mm-hmm. it makes sense for me and i don't want to spoil because we may have pulled from that list again of movies we hadn't seen and watched another one which i'm not going to say what it is yet because i'm trying to decide if it's going to be patreon content because i realize we have so many movies on our to watch list mm-hmm. and fifth Wednesdays are only like three to four times a year. Yeah. It's a once on a blue moon thing. So I almost want to do some as maybe Patreon episodes, which our Patreon's not live yet. Again, if you're just tuning in, we're working on it. Oh and yeah. Hoping. You had an announcement about it. We do. Well, we hope to have it up and running by July, the first of July. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal. Do I have another announcement? 
That was it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I said that last episode. She's having a baby. <clears throat> no. <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> no. That would be a shock to me if that, mm-hmm. that were the case. John's having a baby. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> oh, not with myself. Uh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Um. So this week, we're kind of sticking with a summary type theme. Um, we really wanted to go right to a movie that we both like a lot. Yeah. I think you like this movie more than I do, though. I mean, I love this movie. It's it's weird because I never saw it until we got together. And I just pick it almost like a comfort movie. Like, it's, yeah. not, it's not my favorite by any means, but it's Bullshit. just something it's something I can put on and be like, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> you like this movie a lot. <laughs> Well, you just today, say it's not a favorite. It's that's crazy to me. It's really not. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Today we're going to be covering 1988's The Great Outdoors. It's a good one. <laughs> it's um, it's rated PG, just PG. You know, I went back and forth on this being my John Candy movie, like mm-hmm. my favorite, for a long time. Um, yeah, I like this I guess. more. Knuckle Buck. Oh yeah, I'm not. I've only seen. And I love Cool Runnings, but I. Oh, it's that's, hard. Yeah, that's true. I'd have to really sit down and think about it. But this movie has an hour and 31 minute runtime. That is excellent. Yeah. It's you talk good. about all you need. That's that's it. That's that sweet spot. Yeah. I'll go ahead and give you the synopsis first and then we can get into some cast and numbers and things like that. Ba, 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 boom. <laughs> okay. It says, it's vacation time for outdoorsy Chicago man Chet Ripley, along with his wife Connie and their two kids, Buck and Ben. I didn't realize they had matching names like that. Buck from Uncle Buck, which was his movie just before this. Yeah. Anyway, it says, but a serene weekend of fishing at a Wisconsin lakeside cabin gets crashed by Connie's obnoxious brother-in-law, Roman Craig, (laughs) and his wife, Kate, and their couple and the couple's two daughters. As the excursion wears on, the Ripleys find themselves at odds with the Stuffy Craig family. I don't know if I Stuffy is the right word, but okay. I think that's right. I To an extent. Roman was really, he was kind of dickish about stuff and the wife. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's really like hoity-toity. And I think I really just that, said that. Yes, I, I'll agree with that. The twins are creepy. Yes. So I'll do numbers first and then I'll jump into some um, some cast. But mm-hmm. the budget for this movie was $24 million. John Candy and Dan Aykroyd would have taken up a huge chunk of that. I say that is a lot for 1988, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You used to really think about that. They probably gave John Candy... Would he have been a bigger star than Dan Aykroyd at that time? Dan Aykroyd did like a lot of top-rated movies. You're mm-hmm. talking Blues Brothers, Ghostbusters, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. John Candy didn't really see anything on that level. Well, it did make its money back and then some. The box office was $43.4 million. If so, I remember right, it opened against a lot of really good movies. Well, I, I was actually just looking at the day because the day this episode comes out is really close to the anniversary of this movie. It came out June 17th, 1988. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so we're really close to it, but not quite. It was produced. It's a John Hughes movie. He's one of the producers on it. Mm-hmm. And it was directed by. It. Well, it's yeah, it's gone listed as like producing. You know. And it's directed by Howard 
Dutch, Deutsch, Dutch. <laughs> it's spelled Deutsch, so I feel like an Howard Dutch. Is it? Oh, I was neither. Okay. Mm. <laughs> um, so cast, we already said John Candy already covered some of his movies. Dan Aykroyd, you mm-hmm. just said a couple of his movies. The wife, Dan Aykroyd's wife is played by Annette Benning. Yeah. Which uh, she didn't. This looks... was her first movie, I think. Possibly. She was an American beauty which mm-hmm. later she American president, a lot of American things <laughs> and then America, some other smaller stuff. The John Candy's wife is played by Stephanie Far- Farsi, mm-hmm. which I know I've seen her in other stuff. I just can't. It's hard to pinpoint it. Yeah. It's, it's like the son. He has one of those faces where you're like, I remember you from something. Mm-hmm. The older one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at her movies and nothing stands out. The year before this, she was in Blind Date. <laughs> um, Scavenger Hunt in 1979. See, like none of these Bridesmaids. In 1989, not the newer Bridesmaids, which I don't believe that's like a remake. Mm-hmm. And other names in here, there's not really any big names beyond that. There's the two daughters, the, the twins were played by Hillary Gordon and Rebecca Gordon, who are actually twins in real life. Goodness. Chris Young played the son, Buck, and Ian Giotti played Ben. Uh, yeah, there's... <laughs> the bear is actually listed in the cast members, by the way. Yeah, Bald-headed bear is played by Bart the Bear. I like that. <laughs> That's so funny. What else has Bart been in? Does it list it? I I, I couldn't tell you. I have no clue. <laughs> oh, poor Bart. Bart passed away in 2000. Oh, that sucks. Whew, and weighed 1,300 pounds or 590 kilograms. That's hefty. Do you want to know what movies it came out against? Hmm. Just to note some. Hmm. Big. Okay. Uh, Crocodile Dundee 2. Oh, uh-huh. Willow. Willow was a, is a really good movie. Funny mm-hmm. Farm with Chevy Chase. Rambo 3. Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah. yeah, and Red Heat. It came out against some big movies. There's a lot going on in 1988. Mm-hmm. The, the 80s, man. You went to the movies and it's like, what do I go see? <laughs> it's like, what don't you want to see? Yeah, and... Oh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit would have still been in theaters, too, and that movie was a juggernaut. Mm. Well, and as far as uh, critics feel about the movie, it's kind of a 50-50 split. Mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes give it like a a four, what was it, 60-some percent, and it got four out of ten on IMBD. I don't know. It's kind of just at the halfway point for everyone. It's either you like it or you don't, it it would seem. I'm I'm a fan. As far as the critics feel. I'm a fan. So I think I don't really have anything else if we want to jump in and talk about our favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. Who do you want? Who wants to start? Mm, I can start. Okay. Sure. I'll go ahead and go first. So I think the first part I'm going to pick and it's it's I don't necessarily like it. It just really shows how much how annoying <laughs> Roman is. I can't stand him is when he first shows up to the cabin and I was going to guess that I need a whiteboard so I can hold it up to guess what you're going to say, <laughs> what I'm going to say. Okay. And then you can do it for me. So it's part where Chet and his wife are, they're like flirting. They just got to the cabin and it's trashed and they're, she's trying to clean up mm-hmm. and he's, 
uh, flirting with her and like trying to undress her and he's trying to he's trying to get it in. He is. Just say what it yeah. is. And they're doing like almost Shilana. role play talking. Mm-hmm. Very sexy. <laughs> but then Roman and his wife show up and he's got the video camera going, which like A really why? nice one. Yeah. Why do you have the I, I camcorder? I guess they would have called it then. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got it rolling for some reason when they pull up. So he's like videotaping them through mm-hmm. the, the screen door and he walks in on him and calls him horny the bear yeah, smoky's cousin <laughs> i love his laugh <sighs> I, he's his mouth scares me in that scene it's like it doesn't his face doesn't move just his mouth does i don't know and then his twin daughters are standing there and the mom's like covering their eyes because chet's wife is standing there topless and just covering her chest and yeah so that's your first impression of roman and it's like i you know you're gonna hate this guy <laughs> <laughs> that's probably my first part i know, you know it's a quick one but one thing i didn't realize about this movie i i still don't i i think i might have caught it when i was younger but i always forget this the like the trip happens in wisconsin yeah i didn't realize I was that like, was wisconsin what? i figured maybe it was like uh like michigan something which is close by that's see i didn't even i totally took it out of the frame of mind that they were doing anything with uh or california the the west coast yes i thought yeah they were on the West Coast. I didn't think he was going to stick to the Midwest. And I realized it's a John Hughes movie. Of course, he's going to stick to the Midwest. This is true. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Because when I when you look at it still, I'm like, man, are they in like Colorado, California, somewhere like that? Mm-hmm. Oregon? Yeah. Nope. Wisconsin. <laughs> the wooded forests of Wisconsin. <laughs> anyway, what's your first, first moment in the movie, your first scene? There's some good ones. Uh, I really love that. I'm just, I couldn't write them down, so I'm just going to give them no mm-hmm. particular order. I really like the scene with the bat. They say oh. so many funny lines in that in that in that that it's just too it's too good. And then that scene really it lasts for a lifetime because he's like, she's like, it it touched me. He's like, it's been touching you for for 15 years. I never oh. heard you complain about it. Yeah. Not you, Roman. <laughs> I just like when everyone's like hiding from the bat and takes off and they're like, ah! <laughs> screaming. <right? laughs> That's you. That's you with the freaking like a spider in the house. <laughs> oh, God. Don't. That's different. It touched me. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of um, uh, National Lampoon's vacation. It's like a dead person breathed on me. <laughs> Also written by John Hughes. That's true. We've done a, a lot of his movies. Yeah. What have we? We've done The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we did another one. Mm. Uh, we. I know we did. We'd have to look, go back and look at our episodes. We're so deep now. I We're know. We're like 40 or something. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> oh, we've been doing this. It's getting. We're Coming climbing up, up on air. a year. We're getting there. Wow crazy (laughs) a silly thing about that whole scene is even when they're trying to come together to do this task all they do is argue about what's going to be right Mm -hmm. like john candy says turn the lights off they're nocturnal Uh (laughs) and then out of nowhere john candy's like that's a good idea (laughs) doesn't roman say kill it or something and yes (sighs) why they swat it out of the air and roman kills it with a fly swatter (sighs) 
Oh, that's right. So sad. Mm. Well, speaking <laughs> of animals, I think another favorite scene of mine, I also didn't write mine down. I'm just going off memory here because it's hard to pick. I, I can never put them in order anyway, but I don't have a problem with that. I just have to have the time to do it. <laughs> yeah, that also. Uh, mine, it's kind of like from Airheads where there's just this running scene of something happening. Mm-hmm. My second scene that I'm going to pick is the raccoons. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of animals, uh, it's so random, which you don't really see this <laughs> type of stuff in other John Hughes movies that I can think of. Ba, 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 boom. But, yeah, that's their theme. <laughs> Something will be, yeah, the raccoons have their own music, and then it it's almost like a Mission Impossible type music <laughs> when it goes to them, and they're always climbing through the trash or going through the, the cabin, Ugh, but they bandits. have subtitles. He gives the, mm-hmm. the raccoons have full-blown conversations in this movie. <laughs> and they're, uh, they're saying stuff that the humans say, too, and it's, it's funny. Well, and I don't know if it's, they got away with it just because... It's subtitled and no one's actually saying it out loud, but some of the subtitles do have cursing in it. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, the kids aren't going to read that. <laughs> so <laughs> they just threw it in there. But yeah, the raccoons like digging through the trash, talking about how they have bad taste in food and <laughs> the stuff that they throw out. And <laughs> I just think it's funny watching the little raccoon because you know they're coming. You hear their music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> And the raccoons puff out. <laughs> they were fat too. They. <laughs> you're, thinking of the, you're thinking of the fat raccoon that we had. Yeah, this is a quick anecdote. We yeah. um, <laughs> we used to live in this apartment, and we had a lot of stray cats that hung around just because it's near it's mm-hmm. near downtown. And, and we had a lot of steps that went up to our front door. Yeah, there was a handful of steps before you got to the the front steps. But me being me, I can't help it. And I see all these poor stray cats and I want to help them. So she bought these cats a bag of food just for them. I started leaving a bowl of food on our porch so the stray babies could eat. And and we had been out. Who knows what we were doing? And we we came back late at night. Yeah, we got home and it was really dark out, but we had our front porch light on. And it was shining down on the food bowl. And mm-hmm. we pulled up. You could see this animal hunched over eating out of the cat food bowl. <laughs> and it was a big baby. I said, yeah. oh, who's that big no, baby? I said that, not you. <laughs> okay. Tell the story, right? Well, well, I don't remember. We pulled up. and oh, I who's guess that big baby? You did. You said, who's that big baby? And we rolled down you the window. Me. And he stood up. And it was a raccoon with two fistfuls of cat food. And he's like, <gasps> oh, shoot. <laughs> he just took off running on two feet. I was like. <laughs> only only us remember and the raccoons also like linked arms <laughs> i was about to say that at our other apartment which wasn't very far from that one we had moved uh with the same landlord whatever that doesn't matter this is very but early in our relationship this was at uh it was like a duplex so we had the the downstairs apartment and we had a porch with a mm-hmm. a cover on it and i came home <laughs> and there are five raccoons shimmying up one of the poles to our our porch cover and they're like holding hands pulling each other up the house and i was like hey and they all froze and look at me i took a picture of it and sent it to to john i was like what the heck is going on i know they were all linked arms and they were just crawling across the house i don't something with raccoons in our apartments i don't know yeah we don't have that problem at home uh, in our house we don't live 
we didn't live near any woods or anything. No. We were like downtown and we are still getting raccoons. Hot child in the city over here. <sighs> Jesus. Anyway, the raccoons were cute and funny. They were. That's my second scene. <laughs> <laughs> my second scene was the first uh, dinner where they all are catching up and all that and Roman's grilling. Mm. That has one of the best lines in the movie. Uh, Chet just wanting to be out and just enjoy time in the woods with his family. Mm-hmm. He's also very uh, money conscious. Well, not just, he's just smart with or his cautious, money. I guess I should say. Yeah. And they everybody mistakes that for him being uh, cheap. So he wanted yeah. to have hot dogs. And Roman brought like these monster main lobsters to this grill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's being a total dick about it. Yeah, the thing is, Chet is, he's just your, uh, I don't know, your middle class dad who, he's kind of lame, but still fun, and he wants to do camping the old-fashioned slash middle class way, because they do stay in a cabin instead of like a tent, but he still wants to get like a pontoon boat, and he wants to grill hot dogs, and Mm -hmm. he wants to sit by the fire and do these things. And Roman's like over the top with all of his stuff. He's the modern guy. <laughs> and well, they're just trying he's to have the, family he's vacation. He's the modern dad. He is the modern dad. I don't know. Big boats and stuff like that. I like grilling hot dogs so and stuff. I. There's nothing wrong with that. And he's throwing main lobster tail on the grill. Mm-hmm, they look great too. But it's the comment that Roman makes that yeah. really makes you know the what entire. The gourmet wanted hot dogs. You know what they make those out of, don't you, Chester? Lips and assholes. <laughs> I'm old You're fashioned. So old fashioned. I like assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, eating ass is a thing. <laughs> I say people are laughing then, but y'all yeah. ain't laughing now. You're too busy munching. <laughs> <laughs> Soggy bottom boys. Oh no, no, oh god. What the fuck? What movie was that? Dang it. Uh, what did they say? Oh, my God. What? Oh, that's um, American Pie 3. <laughs> oh, my. That's right. Stifler says <laughs> yes. it, right? Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, you know what? Whatever consensual, whatever uh, adult <laughs> are doing consenting in their own home. That's, I don't know do why you. we had to reel it in. <laughs> we don't have to. I'm but... talking about this like, like people aren't out there doing it right now. <laughs> I was, I saw something the other day that's like, it's not going to be funny because I can't remember, but it said something about <laughs> the people who called everyone butt munchers when they were younger. Yeah. Like, you guys are awful quiet now. Now they got it on a t-shirt. <laughs> You're awful quiet right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. That is a funny line, though. Yes. I do like that one. <laughs> Ooh, now I have to pick a third scene. I should have been thinking. You love when he fakes like he's going to hit him over the head oh, with the yeah, mallet. That's true. He picks up. Oh, I thought it was like a poker or something, like a fire uh, poker. No, it was a mallet because it had the hard end on it. Oh, I thought there was a hot dog on I thought it was like a one a fire poker with a... He wasn't going to let hot dogs go on that grill while the lobster on, was on it. <sighs> I want a hot dog real bad now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I can't do the chili voice. dog. I would love a chili dog. Mm. with cheese we're on a sonic after this okay so (laughs) next scene my third scene um man i really should have been thinking about it i just like totally went blank i know what scene i have in mind but i want to save it 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's why I don't want to touch on that one just yet. Ooh, I will say, again, not really a specific scene, but a running thing is the creepy twins. Look, as a yeah. twin, I no thank you. I'm saying no to this. <laughs> they, <laughs> the introduction to them when you first see them, they do like the whole shining thing where they just stand there like, ee, <laughs> <laughs> scary. Um, and their dub, their voiceover <coughs> is awful very <laughs> the girls never talk and then when they actually do have quote-unquote speaking lines because i doubt help. i doubt it's them talking it's like when they're going down to the uh um i don't even know why it's the in the storm shaft. and they're going to a mine shaft and they're like come on let's go and it's their mouths aren't even moving <laughs> it's really bad <laughs> they're, they're just like you and kelsey uh, what? your mouths don't really move but you're still talking it's that's just Really I really wish I knew ventriloquism, but I can't. I know. <laughs> that would just, or if I could throw my voice and make like one of those squishmallows talk. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to practice that. Okay. That's going to be my new hobby. <laughs> you don't need any more hobbies. Shoot. All right. <laughs> anyway, the creepy twins. Yeah. I just don't like them throughout the movie because then. <laughs> also being a twin, how do they make you feel? Uncomfortable. The <laughs> twin. Look, my sister and I. My parents dressed us alike when we were little, like maybe stopped that when we were three or something, mm -hmm. pretty much when we were old enough to say, I want to wear this and then we could wear whatever we yeah. wanted to. But, and she didn't even dress us alike often, mostly for family pictures or events or something. But okay. yeah, they didn't dress us alike because we're our own person, y'all. That's good. <laughs> And the only other thing those twins did in the movie besides that really bad dub over is scream a lot. Cause there's oh, yeah, a, yeah. The bald headed kill, killer bear. Yeah. The, well, Claire no, County. there's this, the scene. Yeah. Where he tells the story, but then he goes upstairs. Uh, Roman goes upstairs to tell his girls good night. And he makes, scares them and makes them scream. And I don't know. They mm -hmm. scream like four different times in this movie and then they have mm -hmm. a bad dub over. So the twins freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's haunting. And it stuck with me. My next scene, mm -hmm. I love the scene where Roman's uh, trying to console his girls. This is after Chet tells the bear story. Okay. Yeah. That's, I didn't get too deep into it, but yeah. Yeah. That was going to be my next one. Uh, I love where he tells this story about the woods mm -hmm. and about this family uh, that got eaten by cannibals from a military experiment. He tells his little girls this after getting ready to go to bed and they just stay up all night because they were scared to death. My dad used to tell me the story. You <laughs> <laughs> dream about soft, nice, cuddly things. Oh my God. He talks about like the actual dismemberment of the bodies mm -hmm. and stuff and detail Fell to upon the girls. Them, slaughtered them and ate them. <laughs> just says it so calmly. Uh, he just does not know how to communicate with his children he doesn't know i don't know he feels like his, he works a lot yeah and he's like i don't think my kids like me and it's like wait i mean you guys do have a weird relationship yeah. why do my kids look at me like i'm a, what's he say a rack of yard tools at sears and chet's look like look at him like he's zeus isn't he in the bathroom when he says that yeah scratching his ass and he lifts up the towel he scratches his bare butt and the and girls are just standing there staring like laughing eating <laughs> celery just like you and kelsey no i would never <laughs> eat celery <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true probably like fries oh i do i look i will mm. eat celery that is not necessarily true <laughs> 
But probably fries. It's probably fries. <laughs> yes. Ever see Megan? She's always got fries. That is the longest running thing about you. <laughs> Megan always got fries. <laughs> <laughs> that is. That's a joke. All right. My fourth scene. I'm going to pick. Uh, I had mentioned earlier that Chet said he wanted to get like a pontoon boat and hang out. And Roman is like, pontoon, what the heck? He's like, we're getting a speedboat. And they end up getting this. Jet boat. Yeah, it's super fast, this bright, flashy thing. And Chet doesn't want to do it. And he's like, you know what? Well, me and my kids are going to go on the pontoon. And the kids are like, yeah, dad, we're not going to do that. (laughs) We are going on the the speedboat with Uncle Roman. And he just keeps like trying to one up Chet and do better and make his kids. His kids are like all enamored with Roman and his money that he's throwing around. And Chet's like, this is just supposed to be a relaxing family vacation. It's not over the top. It's not crazy. But they go on the speedboat and... I have a lot of honorable mentions, too, in this movie, so we'll we'll mention those, too. (laughs) Well, the son is... Chet's youngest son, Ben, he is going to do the jet skis. (laughs) And so Chet is trying to give him pointers on how to use them safely and stuff and like what do you do when you have to stop and um or if it's looking it's looking dangerous it's looking rough what do you do and he tells him you just let go let go and there's some trouble (laughs) he tells him you're supposed to let go and just fall into the water and then he tells like ben is not paying attention he just wants to get out on the water so Chet's like here move over let me show you so for some reason because it's loose. you have to be it's a comedy movie so he has to do this mm-hmm. he gets on the skis and he's uh they look back just as chet oh, he's is going holding on to the yeah holding on to the rope and on the skis and they go oh chet's gonna go okay and then he waves like and they think he's waving to just go ahead and start up to wave him on yeah and so they take <laughs> off and is dragging Chet behind the boat and he's screaming. If this is your number two, I can't wait to hear what your number one is. Okay. The, um, but yeah, the, his kids, yelling, his kid is yelling at him and saying, just let go dad. And of course <laughs> dad forgot the number one rule, yeah. which was let go. <laughs> oh That's a good man. Scene. I don't even remember how he ends up stopping. Doesn't he like get flung? Let's go. But doesn't he like fly off into something? No. I can't remember. He just lets go. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be my second or my uh, fourth scene, technically. So my next one definitely would be the old 96er scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's, I didn't pick that because I knew you were going to. <laughs> I yes. assumed you were going yes. to. 100% I was going to pick that. If there's that. food, you got it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Canteen, favorite scene. You see him for five <laughs> seconds, it's his favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Megan. <laughs> you crapped I'm on me. Too. I got honorable mention coming too. You crapped on me about eating the celery and that's the fine. Hallway. Over there okay. with a handful of fries. Go ahead and talk about the '96er. Anyway, so they have this uh, harebrained scheme that uh, Roman comes up with. He's looking at the menu. And he's like, "What's the old '96er?" And there, this woman's just like, "Oh, I couldn't do it." <laughs> and oh yeah, they like, go to an okay, actual so what is it? restaurant for dinner. Probably mm-hmm. Roman's idea. Mm-hmm. And. This woman starts telling him, he's like, it's our 96 ounce, uh, what do they call it? Something blue Oh, I steak? Don't, yeah, something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know if it's a blue steak. Oop, kick the stand. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a blue steak though. Is it just like a sirloin or something? I don't know. It's a cut of meat. I don't know. Meat. It was this huge. It was a, it looked like a porterhouse. It's a quarter of a cow. <laughs> yes. Like it. 
Seeing it hanging on the hook was scary. Mm-hmm. When they go into the big freezer to get it out. But anyway, 96 ounces, if you can finish it, you and your family eat for free. Yeah, and it's not, is it just the meat that he has to eat or does he have to eat anything else? I would guess just the steak. Okay. I didn't know if it was like a... That's a lot of chewing. Oh my God. Just thinking about it, my jaw hurts like, thinking about it. Like looking at the steak, you're like, man, that looks delicious. Then uh-huh. you're thinking about it and you're like, man, that would make me sick. <laughs> and we talked about this. Especially like- getting older, I'm like, Jesus Christ, don't ever <laughs> ask me to eat that. I'll just die on the stand right there. But he's, he cuts that thing up and he's eating it. Like at first, well, he takes a tiny he bite. He takes a teeny tiny bite in the beginning. I think they give him like a small fork just so it looks real comical. Like mm-hmm. he's got that tiny fork that he's eating it with. That steak knife, give me a break. That's a tiny steak <laughs> knife. Know. You have to get somebody a real, like a Michael Myers style butcher knife. <laughs> um, he, oh my God. I, we asked each other, it's like, how many ounces do you think you could eat before you tap out? Oh my gosh. I think I said, if I was hungry and I really, really... Let's try and... Yeah, I think I could do 18 to 20. I don't know, man. I feel like that is so much... Meat? Meat, yes. Girl, you've had more meat than that. John! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Oh. Uh, I think maybe... God... I don't know if I can get past 12. I feel like at 12 ounces, I would just be... 12, 12 yes. ounces? Yes, John. 12 okay. ounces. 12 ounces. Got you. Probably be... I mm. mean, could you imagine what your sweat would smell like mm-hmm. after 24 ounces of oh, meat? Oh, my gosh. Those meat sweats? 96 ounces. It's... I didn't believe the meat sweats were a real thing until it happened to Bill. <laughs> you told me about yes. that. Because it was a similar situation, yes, right? Where... He ordered... <laughs> He ordered uh, a meal meant for three fan- three people. <laughs> like a family I'm like, thing. what are you doing, dude? He ordered a 66-ounce steak. He thought it was going to be one steak, and it was like this meal for three people. <laughs> they, brought- <laughs> they brought him these three steaks, and they were, they were thick. Uh-huh. And she's like, they're each 22 ounces apiece. Oh, and I was God. like, I was just sitting there, even like at that age, and I was a lot younger then. <laughs> looking at him getting ready to kill and you had to eat the whole thing uh-huh. uh to get your meal discounted and they brought him out these monster sides that he also had to eat too like <laughs> there's like these big scoops of mashed potatoes uh some kind of like vegetable medley these ginormous rolls and then like a <laughs> then like a freaking berry cobbler i was like I think he got to like maybe six ounces of the steak and barely touched the sides and had to take it home. Oh my God. What a bitch. <laughs> oh my God. I was bigger than his stomach. But the in the movie when he's... I love him though. I'm, I say that with the, with a grain of salt. He's a great dude. Uh, That's just one of those moments where Bill just went above and beyond the call. <laughs> Like the, I can, I can, I got a story just as good as that. So I, okay. I, hopefully I'll get Bill on here, but we have another friend, Joe. <laughs> and you remember when like people were all about the <laughs> white castle crepe, uh, case. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bill bought one of those for himself uh-huh. and Joe bought one for himself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll just have six. <laughs> uh-huh. And so Bill got through like, I think. 11 it was like 11 to 13 and he was like deathly sick Cause how many come it wasn't like 25 30. oh 30 oh lord <laughs> joe ate them oh, <laughs> joe no. ate those 
30 of them. <laughs> Jesus. And then did he throw up? No. Oh, Lord. I think he just had to punish the bathroom. I think that was about it. No, as he probably didn't leave it for several hours, is my guess. Yeah. Bill was like sick, sick. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> uh, look, we, our town got a White Castle a few years ago, but before we did, it was like a big to do if we went out of town. We're like, we're stopping at White <laughs> Castle. And. Now that it's in town, I never even think about it. I know. it's Because it, it's on the other side of town. So I, I might eat there once or twice a year. Like, it's really I, not. I don't even think about it. And I work close to it. Yeah. It's just not my radar. Uh Oh, but in the scene, what I was going to say. So he's eating this 96-ounce steak. And you better believe he finishes it, but not willingly. He gets to the end, and it's like this last <laughs> bite. And his face is pale, and he's sweating. <laughs> And he puts it in his mouth and he goes, okay, he's done. Roman says he's done. That's not the last bite. And the cook says, no, he's not. And he goes, what are you talking about? All that's (laughs) left on that plate is just... Gristle and fat. Gristle and fat. And the chef gives him a look like, "Mm, and? Well, (laughs) Roman's just like trying to barter a deal here. (laughs) And they have to listen to it like uh, Chet's stomach and stuff to make sure it's processing okay. (laughs) He tells him, he goes, let let me get a dessert in him and he can get it down. (laughs) Maybe you should. Maybe you could throw in some uh, uh, shirts and hats for the kids. Oh my God! Roman, ever the, he's just always the businessman. And Chet's like clawing at his arm, like whimpering, <laughs> like, "Please don't!" <laughs> oh my God! I uh, uh, I don't know, man. I know that's physically impossible. There's always room for dessert, though, Megan. There is. I mean, what do you call it? A dessert pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you just have that little. Little crease in your belly. I do. <laughs> just gotta open it up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The worst part about that is he eats all that food and goes home, and the raccoons oh. just got into all their stuff. Yes. Oh, and then Roman, oh. when they walk in, oh. he goes, Oh, look, look at all those, that maggots on yeah. those meat. Look at the size of those maggots on that meat instantly make Chet Ugh. throw up. Oh, God. Yuck. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> all right. My fifth final scene. and final scene that I'm going to pick, just because it's so entertaining, is the story of the bald-headed bear. Of Clare County. The bald-headed killer bear of mm-hmm. Clare County. Because John Candy does such a good job of telling this like elaborate fireside story, essentially. It really is good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He... I wish I should, I should have put that on there over Roman's story. They're all sitting there in the cabin hanging out and Chet goes through and turns all the lights off except for like one little lamp on the table. So it's shining up at him and making those creepy shadows. And he's telling this story about when him and his wife were on their honeymoon, they encountered a bear and the kids are like, yeah, right, dad. And even the mom, look, when the mom jumps in and says it's true, true, then you have to believe that it's true. Yeah, because the mom's a real straight shooter. And she said, no, this is 100% true. And she, he tells a story about how on the honeymoon, this bear started to like attack their cabin or whatever. And he ended up shooting it with a shotgun, but he missed. And it ended up just grazing the top of its head. And like <laughs> the buckshot blew the hair crack on top of its head. <laughs> scalping this bear. He said, so to this day, there's a bald headed bear roaming around the Wisconsin woods. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Oh, because this is the same woods they came to on their yes. honeymoon. The same cabins they came to. And of course, Roman makes a dig at him like, oh, you're a real big spender because <laughs> they went to a cabin in the woods on their honeymoon, which like uh, to each their own, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was a nice cabin. Shoot. Yeah. 
but the the whole elaborate story of just how the bear attacked him and he ends up actually like really scaring the kids and stuff because <laughs> he gets into it and starts doing like the shadow of the bear my and... favorite uh line from that is when he starts describing the bear mm-hmm. and he's talking about its claws and he's like like freddy krueger so he put it right into the uh for it like the times that the kids would be able to relate to yeah yeah with great big claws like freddy krueger but the whole point of what chet was trying to do was take his family on this vacation cabin in the woods and it Mm -hmm. just really gives you that like fireside you know camping type feel that he was going for the whole time like he's trying to be fun about it and you know one of the fun things to do when you go camping is sit around the fire and tell stories Mm -hmm. and i mean they're saying inside the cabin but still he tells this fun camping story and it really like really and just takes you in and and then it comes (laughs) back later which i guess i could save it for an honorable mention but the bear comes back later yeah but i do like that part of the movie okay honorable mention Oh, no, oh, that's your my last one. Yeah. My last one was the one you said right before. I'm, I love the jet ski scene. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Well, you can just, add to it. Just, I, guess. I know. There's all the lines in it. He starts calling Roman a bastard, and then they're all like, what's he saying? Faster. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> they right. They turn it up on him. Because he keeps waving. He's like, oh, he wants it faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Roman's looking back at him like he can't believe it, all the things Chet's doing on that. Right. Like he's doing like barrel rolls and stuff like that, <laughs> taking uh, ramps. Uh huh. That's what I was thinking of. People. Yeah. Man, that that is a really fun scene, and how he ends is he just happens to let go, mm-hmm. and then he just kind of rides that one ski. Oh yeah. Because everybody's really impressed because he comes off of one ski and he just has he's just riding the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think my one honorable mention will just be the continuation of the bear story because later in the in the movie a bear attacks their cabin and they look at it and they're like it's bald and <laughs> freak out oh because it's in the, the mine shaft that's right mm-hmm. it's when they're trying the to save the, the girl bear. <laughs> um he ends up shooting at the bear and then just like balding its backside or something yeah. doesn't it takes the hair off its ass <laughs> it does. but the bear oh, comes the back lamp. and then it was a lamp it turned the gun into a lamp Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it all happened so fast. But yeah, it's um, <laughs> it comes back and then everyone realizes he was telling the truth that there's a bald headed bear hanging out in the Wisconsin woods. Uh, it, it's funny when they're trying to save the girls from because they get stuck down in the mine shaft. Why do these girls do this? I don't know. But. I don't know. They were just playing and then just decided to write it down. But another good thing about that part is when <laughs> Chet's running back and like, Mm, mm. big bear big bear chase <laughs> oh and when he goes to pull the girls out of the the mind <laughs> and he pulled the bear out he's like because he doesn't realize that roman actually has one redeeming moment mm-hmm. he where, saves his girls yeah his wife tells him like why don't you be their father so he runs out into the rain and he goes and finds them in the mine shaft and carries them up and out of the mm-hmm. mine shaft Chet does not know this has happened. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, going through like that shed that has all the stuff in it. Mm-hmm. He gets bit by a big spider. Ooh, big spider, big spider. <laughs> <laughs> and he come, ends up getting this rope and running out there and throwing it down. And when he feels something pull on the end, he's like, all right, let's go. And he starts pulling him up. He's like, gosh, you girls are heavier than you look. <laughs> <laughs> That's the 
wrap it around the tree. <laughs> he does. And then he pulls up the freaking bald-headed bear. <laughs> Who was just curious. That- He's like, well, what's up? And grabs onto the rope and rides it up the mine shaft. <laughs> oh, the, that scene, like him running is the best part of that. Yeah. Then <laughs> <laughs> the freaking bear knocks the door down. Oh, Lord. Uncle, uncle, uncle. <laughs> Any honorable mentions for you? I know you. Oh, I have a couple. Okay. I really like the any of the scenes with the older son Bucks. Pretty good. Like that part where they go play pool. Yeah, we totally like didn't mention anything about that little romance that he has going on. Yeah, it's because Chet and Roman have but just better scenes. Like we didn't get to mention (laughs) when uh, they go horseback riding. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. John Candy had to walk all the way back. He's like, home. I'm going to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because his horse went nuts and like bucked him off. And... Yeah, and then just took off and he had to walk all that way back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that scene. <laughs> this movie has a lot of good scenes in it. Mm-hmm. But I, the, the reason why I brought up that is because the girl works at A&W. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. I thought it was just like a, a dive or something. Not a dive because mm-hmm. they're not old enough, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I really like that scene. Just the old style A&W. You knew I was going to go food, yeah. Because it's got food. <laughs> <laughs> Has nothing really to add to the movie. It's just there. And mm-hmm. <laughs> A&W left our town and it's it's never been the same. No. And it's an old school freaking A&W where they come out to your car to take your order. Mm-hmm. I miss that. You don't see that anymore. We touch butts. Yeah. <laughs> the other scene I was going to mention, I got to actually think about it now was oh my gosh we were, we talked about it earlier today i think oh we did mm-hmm. um, what other scenes are there you talked about the bat we talked, talked about, about i got to talk grill. about a&w but you can't forget the a&w no the old 96er we've talked about i don't know what else when oh roman oh. the guy that gets struck by lightning ah uh, i yeah. really like that guy <laughs> 66 times. Oh my god. 66 times that dude's been struck by lightning in the head. It's uh that's <coughs> not possible. <laughs> it's just not. He had a um, skunk stripe for his hair. Yeah. I guess we didn't even mention the whole reason Roman showed up to the cabin. I mean, we don't have to mention every part. We tried to get away from this, but there's still <laughs> scenes that, you know these honorable mentions where Roman comes clean about why he even came to the cabin in the first place. And it's because he's been living this lavish lifestyle the whole time they've been there. And then he's like, I'll be honest. I don't have money. Yeah. We're bankrupt and I really need help. And him and Chet end up kind of making up. Uh, There's more to it, but he, he ends up helping him out and all is well in the end. So you have this insufferable, Roman through most of the movie and then he's I still feel like he's going to be insufferable going forward he's just that would have been one of those movies I would have liked to saw a sequel to if John Candy hadn't died when did he pass away 1994 1995 oh after Wagons East they could have the movie came out in 88 they had plenty of time but Mm -hmm. it just didn't happen no um all right well trivia time do you want to give us some trivia yeah, this is one of those movies. John Hughes, he's a, such a smart and like person. It's hard to describe. Mm-hmm. 
this is a and he was in the right place at the right time and not I just feel that, like this he, is... he intertwines his movies in, the, in a way. Like, this movie got shot the same time as Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. She's having a baby, and um, there's another one. Mm. And each one of the, the each one of these actors show up in that move, in these movies in some way. Like, Chet and uh, Roman are at the end of She's Having a Baby, trying to come up with baby names. Wow. Oh. Uh, Kevin Bacon's in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, with, also with John Candy, who was also filming this at the same freaking time. Oh, I guess they. And then Dan Aykroyd just happened to do the scene for She's Having a Baby. I'm trying to think what the other movie was. Oh, it was Playing Trains and Automobiles. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, I said that. Oh, God, sorry. But John Hughes was (laughs) supposed to direct this, uh, but he wanted to work with Steve Martin really bad. Mm. So he chose that one. And then uh, this is the third movie that's involved. uh, I can't remember the director's name. Who directed uh, this? Yeah, Howard Howard uh, Howard uh, Duth. Is that how you say it? Oh, I was saying like Dutch, Deutsch. Oh no, he did uh, some kind of wonderful, Pretty in Pink, and this. Those are three really good John Hughes movies. Hmm. It makes me wonder if John Hughes would have been born at a different time, like making movies in a different era, because I feel like he really had the eighties down pat. How would he have done making movies today? Like it'd be so. It it wouldn't worked for him. The no. PC, PC culture would have killed anything he tried to do. I, no, I know. Like, obviously, he's not going to make the movies that he made then. But it just makes me wonder, like, what could he have made today just because he was so good at what he did in the 80s? And He wouldn't have had those same life experiences. A lot of things he wrote about were, like, trips he took in the 50s and 60s as a kid. Yeah. Also, uh, he, was the, he wrote for National Lampoons. And you know a lot about National Lampoons. They were one of the first, like, dirty joke magazines. Oh, like yeah. you got Animal House that came from that, the National Lampoon's vacation movies and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just don't think John Hughes would have worked now. And like Jane Silent Bob Possibly. point that out. Yeah. All right. What else we got? This is the only time that uh, John Candy and Dan Aykroyd shared top billing in a movie. Like they, I just found out that they got paid the same. Oh. But this wasn't the first movie they'd been in together. They were in uh, 1941. It's a war movie directed by Steven Spielberg, but it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's known as one of Steven Spielberg's worst films. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and also, of course, the Blues Brothers. Mm. Um, Aykroyd uh, enlisted Candy and Chevy Chase and Demi Moore mm-hmm. uh, to do... What's the, nothing but trouble from in 1991 because he wanted to work with John Candy again. So that's the last time they they were on film together. Okay. Because that was Dan Aykroyd actually directed that. I don't, I think I've seen it maybe once. It sounds familiar. I but... watched it a lot growing up because my sister Sherry loved that movie and I don't know why. Huh. Yeah. I, I, it, I know the name. I just don't know if I've seen it. Yeah. That movie was a really expensive flop. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, this movie gave Annette Benning her first film role. Oh, okay. Yeah, you talked... That's a Roman's wife. Yeah. And she feels really mismatched with Roman in this movie. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, yes and no. I feel like the entire family is disjointed. Like, he doesn't really have a relationship with his daughters, but neither does she. And they don't really have a relationship with each other. I feel like this whole family is just a fend-for-yourself kind of deal, where... They don't have love for their kids or each other that you can see. 
And even her career, she like she's been nominated for an Academy Award three times. Oh wow! And <laughs> her first big film was this comedy. And then two years after that, she got nominated for that movie, The Grifters. Never got to see it, but it looked good. Oh, huh. do you know what the original title of this movie was? And everybody was like, it, "That's not going to work. It doesn't. It doesn't really fit." I have no idea. Big country. I don't. I, I that's don't like a joke that. to me. Same. <laughs> Every time I hear big country, Same. I think of like a heavy set woman. <laughs> yeah, heavy set woman. Unfortunately, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and. John Hughes finally realized, uh, I can't name it this anyway, because he was too confused. Or he was he was worried about Big, because it had just come out. Oh. And Big was a pretty big movie when it came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the restaurant. So we could never actually go there, because it burnt down. Oh, no. But they the restaurant that went back up pays homage to this movie. Okay. Because the guy bought the the land. And was a huge fan of this movie. So there's like John Candy stuff all everywhere. And he also titles it as the whole, the home of the old 96er. Oh, nice. <laughs> they <laughs> it's can't in California. do it. Though. We also forget that this movie got filmed in the fall in California. So John Candy had to do those scenes on the water in the cold. Oh, yeah. Depending on where they were in California. Yeah, it probably was. Up in the mountains. Okay. Where it's yeah. cold. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's really sad that Deucey's Bar, that's, that was the name of the place, it burnt down. Oh, it was an actual working, functioning restaurant that they filmed in? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, the lake that they're that the cabin sets on, totally made up. John oh. Hughes just put a bunch of words together and that's how he came up with the name for it. What was the name of it? I can't remember. I'm trying to think of how you actually say it. Poto, Woto. Min, min, Minimac, Potawatomi oh. Minimac. Hmm. Yeah, I I vaguely remember seeing that <laughs> on the the sign. Yeah, it's Bass Lake in California. Oh. <laughs> oh, Chevy Chase and Bill Murray were both considered for Dan Aykroyd's role, and both uh, turned it down. Chevy Chase had to because he was working on Funny Farm, uh-huh. and I think uh, it was Bill Murray. That couldn't buy, because I think he was uh, filming Scrooged? Yeah, possibly. Uh, I think I would pick Chevy Chase over Bill Murray. I don't know if I could see Bill Murray doing the role the way that Dan Aykroyd did. Yeah. Or similar to, obviously, it wouldn't be the same, but <laughs> well, Chevy Chase kind of has that dry humor, too, like Bill Murray's. They're not, like, over the top like Dan Aykroyd is. Well, Bill Murray also takes long hiatuses from acting. He's yeah. been known to do that, but he did get approached. Chevy Chase, he actually apologized that he couldn't do the movie, but mm-hmm. ended up making up for it by putting Dan Aykroyd in Caddyshack too. So, well, <laughs> anything else? Well, I'm trying to think of. There was another big one. I couldn't remember what it was. Uh, oh, there's a remake that was announced, but I think it's already been canceled. It was going to star Kevin Hart. I'm like, what? what? No. So I would guess it'd be Kevin Hart and The Rock, <laughs> which that's just what we need. Another Kevin Hart and Rock movie. I have i don't know if I can name one Kevin Hart movie that I've seen. 
<laughs> I really don't. I can't think of any movies of his. That I was like, yep, that's the one. I think the only one I considered watching, and it's not a Kevin Hart movie, was the Jumanji. I thought about which isn't that The Rock and no, that's got Jack Black, mm. Kevin Hart. I can't remember. And maybe it is The Rock in that. I don't know. That's one I wanted to see and never did. Oh. There's one with them. I, I just can't think. That you've seen? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't. I'm just, I, I don't know. I don't like their chemistry. Mm. Just, Jumanji, I mean, they did both Jumanji movies. They've done a couple movies together. Well, if that's all you got, we can go ahead and rate this. Okay, so first thing that we are going to rate it on is the rewatchability of this movie. Obviously, we rewatch this movie a lot. I do. And it's not all the time. Like, you act like you think this is one of my favorite movies. I don't know. I just pick it because it's something I can throw on and have playing in the background and just hang out. I don't have to put a lot of thought into watching it. It's a good summer movie. It's a good spring movie. I'll and even it. often, like it, it's shot in the fall, and it definitely looks like the fall. I can so get you can that. Put it there too. I'll give it I'm, a four. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. A four, solid, solid. Then yeah. the next thing we're gonna rate it on is its longevity, uh, legacy. <laughs> I have like a pain in my side. There's like a muscle. I don't know what it is, but it's <laughs> hurting me. All right, we'll hurry this up. It's legacy. Um, probably. Well, Dan Aykroyd's really, like, went off back into the Ghostbusters realm. John Candy's been gone for, shoot, almost 30 years now. Yeah, I feel like um, the movie is funny and quotable, but it didn't do a ton as far as, like, making movies like that going forward. Cult hit. Yeah. Now, you could call this a cult movie. It would have been a classic probably, like, 20 years ago. But <laughs> there's this uh, since. true crime podcast that I listen to. It's uh, I'll throw it out there. I don't care. It's small town murder and the two hosts. They I swear every dozen or so episodes, they somehow manage to sneak in something about the great outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> and it cracks me up. It's just I don't know. It's one of those movies where you always have a quote or something to say from it. But it's really if good. You've seen it. If you've seen it, uh, obviously. But. Yeah, this, the, just that other podcast eventually. It cracks me up because I don't know a ton of people. I, it's not something you talk about, I guess. But when I heard it brought up in the podcast, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> they just, it's always The Wire or The Great Outdoors. They're bringing up. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> oh, you I just, just like silently stare at me like, sorry. Yeah, I mean, good for them. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> No, it. I'm going to give it a two after all that. Just because it doesn't, it really didn't go anywhere after it was made. Another thing is other movies have come that do, that have tried to do the same thing. They just haven't been as successful. I can't think of any. It kind of tarnishes its legacy. Uh, I can't think of any that have tried to do this like a comedy going out. And, I so mean, the woods? maybe, but not... Yeah, no. There's a ton of those. Even like without a paddle. I guess. I'm still giving it a two. I don't know if that has like a direct. um, No, but this movie, when you talk about John Candy, this is 
I think this is might be his best movie. It's pretty good. The last thing we're going to rate it on is the look and feel of the movie. I didn't even rate it. I'll oh. give it a... I'll give it a... I'm going to go with three. Sticking with my two. That's fine. And the last thing is the look and feel of the movie. Love the outdoorsiness. I like the the campy feel of it. I like the mountains. I think the atmosphere around the movie, just the scenery, gives it some charm. Yeah, John Hughes is pretty good at what he does as far as, like, I know he didn't direct this, but I'm sure he, he had, probably had some, some kind of say in it. Yes. Uh, just making you feel, I don't know, immersed in the whole thing. So I think for look and feel, I'm going to give it, um, I'll give it a five. I don't see any reason why not to. <laughs> no, it's got good music. It's got like yakety yak and stuff in it. Yeah, the music's funny. Like the raccoons theme music is funny, and <laughs> even uh, the kids' like romance has its own music. Yeah. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> ding. Uh, what are you gonna give it? I'll give it a five. Okay. So overall, I really do like this movie, even though I don't feel like it. It may have influenced some movies going forward. None that I know specifically, but mm. um, I think overall, I'm gonna give it a four. Oh, wow. Just because it is such, it's a yeah. good movie. I feel like there's not a lot in it. I know when we talk about older movies, sometimes they tend to say some off color things or have some. This doesn't have that Characters though. that wouldn't fly today. There's really none of that in this movie. No. Like, I, I was going to give it a three and a half, but a four sounds better, so I'll do that. Yeah, I, I could comfortably recommend this to someone who's never seen it and yeah it's a good family movie the only it's thing a, they can say is i didn't think it was funny and i'm like okay but there's nothing that they're like wow that was offensive why did you right. show me that <laughs> also in this movie you have like this kind of like buddy comedy mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that yeah same kind of vibes as plain strains where you got two guys who just can't well one can't stand the other <laughs> uh but that's gonna wrap up this week's episode yeah this was fun i'm glad we chose this one it was a good one i'm glad so stick around so you can hear a little sneak peek for next week's episode a little sneaky peek and we'll catch you next time see ya next week on the retro club i really wish great Felvin wouldn't have lost his mind now he's like a dance meme Oh, not because he's doing like the music career. That is what? his music career. Oh. I'm the come, come back kid. That's. <laughs> it, it sucks because, I mean. He's obsessed with Michael Jackson, like to an unhealthy degree. Well, Hollywood also did him dirty. I mean, all most, I would assume most child actors are done dirty. And he, he's went over the edge with. All that stuff that happened when he released that movie about him and Corey Haim. If you think about a lot of child actors who child abuse who grew up and didn't continue a career, which there are a ton that after they grew up, nobody wants them. Macaulay Culkin, Lindsay right. Lohan, uh, uh, River Phoenix, who was in this movie with him. Yeah, who he didn't he 
also kill himself. He didn't kill himself. Okay. Well, I guess he kind of killed himself as a drug overdose. Yeah. I don't know. You and just Johnny Depp's nightclub. Oh, you do. I just think of a lot of child actors who grew up and quote unquote went crazy. And it's like, I Jonathan don't know, man. Brandis killed himself. Oh, was that uh, the blonde and like ladybugs and stuff? Yeah. Um, Sidekicks. Mm-hmm. Cor- uh, Corey Haim. I mean, I guess you could also put it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. On that list. There's and just a Silver ton. Bullet's one of my favorite movies. I think he got lost in the shuffle as far as acting goes. Mm-hmm. He had moments where he was a really good actor. Well, and if you ask Corey Feldman, the things that happened to him in Hollywood are awful. Like I feel genuinely terrible for him. Mm-hmm. Like he got used up by Hollywood. Most do. Most of the child actors do. If you can make it out of childhood acting and be a a. A, a normal adult i know normal is kind of a loose term here but um good for you because they don't it doesn't happen to a ton of kids disney kids oh my god help them yeah. like scary y'all like you have i can't remember his name the kid the big kid in this movie mm-hmm. he went on to do like jerry Maguire, and he was in scream 2 oh can't remember yeah. his real name I don't know, it's just, it's scary, huh?